Hello and welcome to day 119 of the Orthodox Study Bible in One Year podcast. Today we'll be reading from the third book of Kingdoms, chapters 4 through 6, Psalms 101 verses 1 through 15, and Luke chapter 20 verses 1 through 26. Let us begin with the third book of Kingdoms, chapter 4. So King Solomon ruled over Israel. His officials were the scribes Azariah, the son of Zadok, and Eli Horpheth and Ahijah, the sons of Shisha, and the recorder Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, and the priests Zadok and Abathar, the priests Ahaz, Azariah, the son of Nathan, over the over the administrators Zabud, the son of Nathan, the king's companion, Ahishar over the household, and Elab, the son of Saph, over the people, and Adon. Adon-Ribram, the son of Abda, over the tribute. Solomon had twelve governors over all Israel, who provided food for the king and his household. Each one made provision for one month of the year. They were the son of Hur in the mountains of Ephraim, one month, the son of Rechab in Machaz, and Bethlehem and Beth, Shemesh and Elon, as far as Beth Hanan, one month. The son of Hesed in Arbuth, to him belong Soka and all the land of Hefer one month. The son of Abinadab in all the regions of Dor, he had Tabath, Tapath, the daughter of Solomon, as his wife one month. Bana, the son of Ahilud in Tanak, Megiddo, and all the house of Shean, which is beside Zaratan below Jezreel from Beth Shehan and Abel Mehola, as far as the other side of Jokneam, one month. The son of Geber in Ramath Gilead, to him belong the region of Argob in Bashan, sixty large cities with walls and bronze gate bars, one month. Ahinadab, the son of Idu in Mahanam, one month. Ahamaz in Naphtali, he also took Basemath, the daughter of Solomon, as wife one month. Banan, the son of Hushea in Maliath, one month. Shemiah, the son of Elahom in Benjamin. Geber, the son of Adiah in the land of Gad, in the country of Sihon, king of Heshbon, and Og, king of Bashan, one month. Jehoshaphat, the son of Pyruah in Issachar. Third Book of Kingdoms, Chapter 5. In this manner, the governors provided everything King Solomon requested for the king's table, each man in his month. They did not charge a thing, even the barley and the grain stalks for the horses and the chariots they brought to the place where he, where the king was, each man according to his appointment. What was needed for Solomon in one day were 30 measures of the finest wheat flour, 60 measures of beaten ground meal, 10 chosen calves, 20 pasture pastured oxen, and a hundred sheep, and besides this deer and gazelles, and choice fatted hens. Because there was a governor all along the opposite shore of the river, so he had peace in all his territories round about. The Lord gave discernment to Solomon, exceedingly great wisdom, and a heart as broad as the sand beside the sea. Thus Solomon increased beyond the understanding of all the ancient men, even beyond all the learned men of Egypt, and he was made wise beyond every man. He was even made wise beyond Ethan, the Ezrahite, and Hermon, and Chah- 
Kol and Darda, the sons of Mahal. Solomon spoke 3,000 parables, and there were 5,000 of his songs. He spoke about wood from the cedars in Lebanon and the hyssop that grows out through the wall. And he spoke about cattle, birds, reptiles, and fish. So all the people came to hear Solomon's wisdom, and he received gifts from all the kings of the earth who heard his wisdom. Solomon took the daughter of Pharaoh for his wife, and he brought her into the city of David until he completed the house of the Lord, and his own house and the walls of Jerusalem. Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, went up and conquered Gezer and burned it, along with the Canaanites who were living in Mergab. And Pharaoh gave letters to his daughters, the wife of Solomon, and Solomon rebuilt Gezer. Now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants to anoint Solomon in place of his father, David, because Hiram had, had always loved David. Then Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, You know how my father David could not build a house for the name of the Lord his God because of the wars that were fought against him on every side, until the Lord put his foes under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side. There is neither adversary nor evil occurrence. Behold, I propose to build a house for the name of the Lord my God. As the Lord spoke to my father David, saying, Your your son, whom I will set on your throne in your place, he shall build the house for my name. Now therefore command them to cut down cedars for me from Lebanon. My servants will be with your servants, and I will pay you wages for your servants according to whatever you say, because you know how we you know we have no one who knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. So when Hiram heard Solomon's words, he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord today who gave David a wise son over this great people. Then he sent to Solomon saying, I have heard the message you sent me, and I will do everything you desire concerning the cedar and pine logs. My servants shall bring them down from Lebanon to the sea. I will float them in rafts by the sea to the place you indicated to me and will have them broken apart there. Then you can take them away. You shall fulfill my desire by giving food for my household. Then Hiram gave Solomon cedar logs and everything he wished. Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 measures of wheat as food for his household and 20 baths of pure olive oil. Solomon gave this to Hiram every year. So the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he had promised him, and there was peace between Hiram and Solomon. And the two men... Two of them made a treaty together. Then the king raised up a labor force out of Israel, and the labor force was 30,000 men. He sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month in shifts. They were in Lebanon for one month and at home for two months, and Adoniram was in charge of the labor force. Solomon had 70,000 who carried burdens and 80,000 who quarried, quarried stone in the mountain, with an additional 3,600 from the chiefs of Solomon's deputies, who supervised the people who labored in the work. They prepared the stones and the trees in three years. Third book of Kingdoms, chapter 6. In the 440th year after the children of Israel came out of the land of Egypt in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the second month, the king issued a command and they put greatly put great costly stones into the foundation of the house. These stones were not touched by an axe. The sons of Solomon cut them, and the sons of Hiram placed them. In the fourth year he laid the foundation of the Lord's house in the month Nisan, the second month. 
in the eleventh year in the month bull, that is the eighth month, the house was completed according to his every word and his every mandate. Now the house King Solomon built for the Lord was sixty cubits in length, twenty cubits wide, and twenty five cubits high. The vestibule in front of the sanctuary of the house was twenty cubits long across the width of the house, and the width of the vestibule extended ten cubits from the the front of the house. He built the house and completed it. He made hidden windows from which to look from the house. Against the wall of the temple, he placed beams all around, against the walls of the temple and all around the sanctuary and inner sanctuary. He also made side chambers all around it. The lowest side chamber was five cubits wide, the middle was six cubits wide, and the third was seven cubits wide. For he made a space around the outside of the temple so the support beams would not be fastened into the walls of the temple." When the temple was being built, it was built with stones finished at the quarry, so no hammer or axe or any iron tool was heard in the temple while it was being built. The doorway for the lower side chamber was on the right side of the temple. They went up by spiraled stairs to the middle story and from the middle to the third. So he built the temple and finished it, and he gave the temple a ceiling with beams and boards of cedar. He built the bonding of the superstructure to the foundation throughout the entire temple. Each five cubits high, they were attached to the temple with cedar beams. Then he framed the inside walls of the temple with cedar boards from the floor of the temple to the ceiling. He paneled the inside with wood, holding it together with wood from within, and he covered the floor of the temple with planks of pine. Then he built the 20-cubit room at the rear of the temple from floor to ceiling beams. With cedar boards, he built it inside as the inner sanctuary, as the Holy of Holies. The temple sanctuary was 40 cubits long in front. He prepared the inner sanctuary inside the temple to set the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord there. The inner sanctuary was 20 cubits long, 20 cubits wide, and 20 cubits high. He overlaid it with pure gold and made an altar at the front of the shrine. And he overlaid it with pure gold. He overlaid the whole temple with gold until he finished gilding the whole temple. Inside the inner sanctuary, he made two cherubim standing majestically, each ten cubits high. One wing of the cherub was five cubits, and the other wing of the cherub five cubits. It was ten cubits from the tip of one wing to the tip of the other. The other cherub was ten cubits. Both cherubims cherubims were of the same size and shape. The height of one cherub was ten cubits, and so was the other cherub. Then he set both cherubim inside the inner room, and they stretched out the wings of the cherubim. So the wing of one touched the touched one wall, and the wing of the other cherub touched the other wall. Their wings touched each other in the middle of the room. He also overlaid the cherubim with gold. Then he carved all the walls of the temple all around, both the inner and outer sanctuaries, with carved figures of cherubim and palm trees. He overlaid the floor of the temple with gold, both the inner and outer sanctuaries. For the entrance of the inner sanctuary, he made doors of juniper wood. The lintel and doorposts were one-fifth of the wall. The two doors were of pine wood, and he carved on them figures of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, and overlaid them 
with gold. The gold went down over the cherubim and the palm trees for the door of the sanctuary. He also made doorposts of juniper wood, one fourth of the wall. And the two doors were of pine. Two panels comprised one folding door and two panels comprised the other folding door. Then he carved cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers on them, and overlaid the figures in relief with gold. He built the inner court with three rows of hewn stone and a row of cedar beams. He built the curtain of the courtyard of the porch of the house at the front of the temple. Psalms 101, verse 1. A prayer by a poor man when he was depressed and poured out his supplication before the Lord. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not turn your face from me in the day when I am afflicted. Incline your ear to me in the day when I call upon you. Hear me quickly, for my days vanish like smoke, and my bones burned up like firewood. I was cut down like grass, and my heart became withered, for I forgot to eat my bread because of the sound of my groaning. My bones cleave to my flesh. I have become like a pelican in a desert. I have become like an owl in a ruined house. I kept watch kept watch and have become like a sparrow alone on a housetop. My enemies reproached me all day long, and those who praised me swore against me. For I ate ashes like bread and mixed my drink with weeping, with weeping because of the wrath, wrath of your countenance and your anger. For you lifted me up and broke me down. My days were far spent like a shadow, and I am withered like grass." But you, O Lord, remain forever, and your remembrance is from generation to generation. When you rise up, you shall have compassion on Zion, for it is time to have compassion on her, because the time is come. For your servants took pleasure in her stones, and they shall have compassion for her dust. Luke chapter 20, verse 1. Now it happened on one of those days, as he taught the people in a temple and preached the gospel, that the chief priests and the scribes, together with the elders, confronted him and spoke to him, saying, Tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? Or who is he who gave you this authority? But he answered and said to them, I will also ask you one thing, and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered that and so they answered that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Then he began to tell the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country for a long time. Now at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that they might give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the vine dressers beat him and sent him away empty handed. Again, he sent another servant and they beat him also, treated him shamefully and sent him away empty handed. And again, he sent a third and they wounded him also and cast him out. Then the owner of the vineyard vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Probably they will respect him when they see him. But when the vine dressers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, Certainly not. 
Then he looked at them and said, What then is that is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Whoever falls on that stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. And the chief priests and the scribes that very hour sought to lay hands on him, but they feared the people. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be righteous, that they might seize on his words in order to deliver him to the power and the authority of the governor. Then they asked him, saying, Teacher, we know that you say and teach rightly, and you do not show personal favoritism, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Why do you test me? Show me a denarius. Whose image and inscription does it have? They answered and said, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. But they could not catch him in his words in the presence of the people, and they marveled at his answer and kept silent. Thank you for joining me on day 119 of the Orthodox Study Bible in One Year podcast. Tune in next time for day 120.